Assurance of Pardon is sponsored by Logos Bible Software, the most advanced Bible study tool for both ministers and laypeople. Available on iOS and Android for phones and tablets, as well as on your Windows or Mac computer or laptop. Get the most of your time in the scriptures with Logos Bible Software. For more information and 15% off your next Logos package plus five free ebooks, visit assuranceofpardon.com slash logos. Now on with the show. Welcome to Assurance of Pardon, a podcast about the gospel, the Bible, the church, what it all means, and why it all matters. I'm Scott Davis, pastor of Hope Presbyterian Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm Gage Jordan, assistant pastor of youth and families at First Presbyterian Dyersburg in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Gage, good to be back with you and uh, for another episode in our our uh, sort of parenthesis in the uh, in our other series kind of a mini series in this season on what it means to be a Christian online. Um, you know, I, I was thinking, Gage, about how important this is because we've been we've been walking through books of the Old Testament and not every Christian is going to, in the next 30 days, crack open First Chronicles or Ruth uh, and think, how do I see Christ? Or, no, they ought to. They ought to be going through the I wish they would. But, but every, but I, but almost all of our listeners are going to be engaging in social media, or sure. talking to people who are engaging in social media. So this is a, this is a, a an important topic. The uh, the irony of this uh, topic, though, Scott, is I wish they would actually not spend time on social media and instead read Ruth and First Chronicles. But it's here and there. Well, hopefully, hopefully, as we are. Um, giving our uh, listeners some ways to think through this, what it means to be a Christian. Um, if you, uh, by the way, if you have, if you didn't listen to our uh, previous episode, episode one in this mini series of how to be a Christian online, how to engage with social media, uh, listen to that first and then come back to this one. But we've been talking about uh, what it means to be a, so, uh, a Christian on social media. But before we do that, Gage, uh, we are members of the Society of Reform podcast. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we have the privilege of being a part of a really great group of um, guys producing some really solid content, everything from um, information about church planning to talking about the confession to talking about the intricacies of Reformed theology. We've got Presbyterians. uh, We've got Reformed Baptist brothers in this society. You can check us out uh, really anywhere you you, uh, get your podcast is an RSS feed called the Society of Reformed Podcasters, um, and it actually will show you all the episodes on one stream, uh, or you can visit uh, reformpodcasts with an S dot com uh, and learn more there. Yeah. Well, Gage, uh, one of the ways as uh, as a pastor of a local church, one of the ways that I began thinking through how to talk to uh, our body about what it means to be uh, a, a Christian online and more specifically what it means to be a member of a local church and how I conduct myself online. And so, what uh, what what I did, Gage, and this article is I'll link to this on our in the show notes for this episode. What we did is we actually went through in the PCA, the denomination which you and I are pastors. We have five membership questions that when someone joins our church, uh, they come before the congregation uh, and or before the session, and they are asked these five questions and. Uh, uh, 
before they join. Uh, and these questions are very basic and very, uh, you might say, definitional of what it means to be a Christian. So what what we've done here in this article that we're walking through on the podcast is we are gonna we're gonna talk through these five membership vows and ask the question: How do I obey this vow in how I conduct myself on social media? Because although, as we said last week, social media is not real in some sense. That's right. Uh, uh, it's it's we we quoted uh, a, a famous comedian that says uh, uh, Twitter is a bathroom wall, Facebook is a is a bathroom wall. Although it doesn't provide actual real community, there are sinful ways that we can conduct ourselves. The things that we do on social media. Um, they affect our relationships out in the community. They reflect, and so, and so. Anyway, let's let's start with that question number one and two. Uh, do you acknowledge yourself to be a sinner in the sight of God, justly deserving His displeasure, without hope except through His sovereign mercy? And then question number two: Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God and Savior of sinners, and do you receive? And rest upon him alone for salvation, as he is offered in the gospel. Uh, Gage, uh, what are those? What are those two questions getting at? I was about to say. I think it's important that we we at least start um, by putting them in plain English, because some of this is is five hundred year old language, um, and so uh, it's important to kind of understand um, and understand that that where last episode our emphasis was more explaining to you why you probably shouldn't. Uh, look for your community and look for your your actual real life conversational engagement on social media platforms. This episode and in, in, in our hope of these going to these questions uh, is to to say, okay, if you do engage, what should that look like? Um, so, question number one really is just acknowledging that that you're a sinner, right? That yeah, I'm a sinner, Scott. You're a sinner. Everyone that's listening to this podcast or who will ever listen to this podcast is a sinner. Um, and so um, that's really important because if we start from that level playing field and can be that honest about ourselves, then we can both guard what we say via our thumbs and our fingers, right? And we also can, um, in some sense, understand when the the response we get back isn't isn't the most gracious, right? It's it's reminding you of the brokenness of the world, both around you and in you. So when someone pops off of the mouth and says something you didn't expect them to say, or something that that roughly uh, it ruffles your feathers and offends you, um, even if it's something that yeah is offensive, remember, hey, the world's broken, right? That shouldn't surprise you nearly as much. Uh, as it did, or sometimes when you get heated and you, you type something you didn't mean to say before you hit send, stop and go, mm, I'm a sinner. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me double check this. Yeah. If, if, uh, so when we ask her the answer, the question of how do I, how do I obey question, uh, questions one and two that I'm a sinner, um, without any hope apart from God's sovereign mercy and that my only hope 
is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God and Savior of sinners, uh, and rest and receive and rest upon Him alone as He's offered uh, for salvation as He's offered in the gospel. Um, if we ask the question, "How do I communicate that I'm a I'm a broken sinner whose only hope is in Jesus?" One of the ways is that I ought not to be self righteous and snarky in how I That's act. Right. That's right. Uh, to to be self righteous is to act as though my righteousness flows from within myself. That I'm mm. the source of my own righteousness. So I don't know if you know this gauge, but sometimes if you look really closely on Facebook, occasionally you can find a post that is snarky. Mm, I don't believe it. Don't uh, believe it's hard it to believe. It's hard to believe, but occasionally people are snarky on there, and occasionally people post things that are mean spirited that are self-righteous uh, uh, and that and that that paint uh, everybody who is who who uh, who holds a a view different than theirs uh, as an absolute fool sure and and so you have to say am I showing myself to be a sinner who's no better than anybody else mm. am I am I den- if I if I profess that with my mouth, Am I denying that with how I conduct myself on social media? Or to put it better, as Paul says in Philippians 2, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Imagine changing that phrase to say, post nothing. From selfish ambition. Share nothing online from selfish ambition Share nothing online from conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Now, what's fascinating about that thing in Philippians 2, Philippians 2 is Paul is not saying that everybody is more significant than me. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you just run down the, the uh, uh, rundown of everybody is more significant than me. Then what does that even mean? No, I am to count or reckon or or mm. behave as though I see others as more significant than myself, and yeah. so, yeah. So to yeah, go ahead. And that's that's really important in our in our tribe for a lot of reasons. Let me let me say this: I'm Presbyterian for a reason, right? Uh, we thoroughly embrace Reformed theology, um, confessionalism, our Westminster standards, uh, Calvinism, all those things, joyfully. Uh, and would be happy to dialogue with you and have for now several seasons the intricacies of of our belief system. However, um, social media is not a place to explain to you why I am I am fantastic and the rest of you are high garbage, right? When it comes to Christianity, like it's not, and I see it all the time. Like, let me explain. My church is so great because the rest of you fools aren't doing this. And I, I and mean, there was a time even when I'll be honest, I. I did that, right? We used to think, you know, our church is doing this thing, X, Y, and Z. Normally it was something involving social justice. And this is why the rest of you um, need, need to get yourself together, right? Or I'll see little backhanded comments sometimes about like, um, I'm not I'm not for the Christianity that doesn't do X, Y, and Z, right? Implying that, you know, our, I've got it figured out and the rest of you fools don't. And, and listen, Reformed brothers and sisters, it is easy to dunk on our non-reformed brothers and sisters. It's easy. It's it's incredibly easy to do it. But it's probably sinful. 
right? It probably comes from a simple place. It probably comes from a place of selfishness, ambition, and, and conceit. It doesn't come from a place of humility. You're not trying to actually dialogue. You're just trying to get, get a few laughs and likes and shares. Let me also say this, though, to the reverse. It is impossible most of the time for you to know what the tone is behind someone's text, right? Either given to you or put on a social media platform. Now you can, in a meme, in a meme, you can probably discern tone, right? There, and, and the tone is snark hundred percent of the time. That's right. Um, however, entertaining the possibility that you can't actually discern tone the next time you're offended and feel like you need to go, you know, be super Christian and comment the, or correct the person or speak to the thing or whatever, back up and consider the fact that maybe there's a, there's a possibility that it didn't mean to come across the way in which you read it. That's that right. actually the person, I mean, I had to this week, a, bro, a, a fellow youth pastor sent me a text uh, and I just responded very quickly because I was, mo- you know, had like four meetings and I was trying to just answer his question real quickly, give him the information needed and move on. And his com- his response to me was, oh, I didn't mean to be br- rude, brother. Uh, you're not rude, man. You're not, I'm not offended. I'm just busy. Right. But in, in his mind, he, he read tone in the text. Right. right. And so I, I would even, even apply that to this piece here. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, let's move on. Um, uh, question number three asks, do you now, by the way, what, what's what's beautiful about the way these membership vows are written to, to, to give a little bit of inside baseball to our non-Presbyterian listeners is they really do truly build on one another, uh, right? If I, if I confess that I'm a sinner without any hope, then what is my hope? Question number two, the Lord Jesus Christ and I trust in him alone. Yeah. And then in, if, if one and two are, are true, then do I promise to live as, as though I believe that I'm a sinner and my trust is in Jesus? Question number three says, do you now resolve and promise in humble reliance upon the grace of the Holy Spirit that you will endeavor to live as becomes the followers of Christ? And do you promise, that's question number three, and then question number four says, do you promise to support the church in its worship and work to the best of your ability? Um, how do these vows affect how I conduct myself on social media? How do I conduct myself in social media in such a way that I am supporting the my local church in its worship and work? I mean, if I have come before my church and promised that I will endeavor or try, that's what that means, to live as becomes a follower of Christ, then that does include how I act on social media. Um, so does that obligate me to share every single post that my pastor shares? No. Does that obligate me to use my to use Facebook to invite my friends to church events? No. Am I require, uh, required by that vow to like, comment, and share lots of churchy social media type posts, right? If you really love Jesus, you'll you'll share this. Um, <laughs> let, let me let me jump in though, as as the youth pastor trying to constantly um, get people to to be aware of what's going on in the church. It wouldn't hurt for you to share the thing on Facebook. But 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 I'm not but I'm not evaluating your membership like a like a job of a annual review and going, well, you only shared 47 posts, Sister right. Sue. 
Um, That's right. We we posted 52, so I don't understand why you didn't yeah. step it up on those last five. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what what it does, um, what what that does mean is that I ought not, if I'm going to if I'm going to support the church in its worship and its work. And by the way, when we say worship, we don't just mean music, right? We mean the the work of the in, the, in its worship and work to the best of of my ability. When I share, when I uh, like, share, and post uh, teachings and beliefs and doctrines that run counter to what both the Bible and my local church teaches, then I am not supporting the church and its worship and work. That's right. When, when I when I when I lend approval to ideas on social media that run counter to the teachings of the Bible, then I am failing to support the church in its worship and its work. That's right. That's right. And I, and I would also say, so, so looking, if we're going to kind of easily define these questions real quick, uh, like we did, did before um, in the, the first question, you're a sinner, right? That's what it's saying. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. Next question, I acknowledge that Jesus is my only hope. Third question, though, third question is, um, hey, do you understand that you need the Spirit? And you need the Spirit to work fruit in you. And here's the good news about that, Scott. It's not the fruit of Scott. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's it's fruit that the Spirit has always pro- already promised to do the work outside of you, within you. Um but you do need to rely on the spirit for joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Imagine a world where Facebook had joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. It would change the platform. There would there would be there wouldn't be nearly the vitriol on on Twitter, right? It probably wouldn't even be half the fun that people think it is. Yeah, you know, I think. Um, by the way, uh, we've recommended this on the on the podcast uh, in years past. But if nobody has read it, the the book by Neil Postman, "Amusing Ourselves to Death," uh, is a is a was written in the early nineteen eighties, and it, it, it is it is by an unbeliever, by a sociologist, uh, and he is talking about how radio and TV and film have caused people to not be able to think on as high a level as they could mm-hmm. when everybody got there uh, 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 has caused people to not be able to think and engage and reason and argue on a, on a very thoughtful level uh, the way that they were able to back when everybody got their, um, their news and their entertainment through the written word. Really? And, That's interesting. And, and uh, he, 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 unpacks that it's a super helpful book Uh, but but one of the things if you think about think about what i would call meme ideology every every meme every meme boils down i mean i'm being most memes boil ever this complicated issue down to like two photos you either think this, which is logical and reasonable, or you think this, which means you're the dumbest person in the world. Yes, you either and, are, you either agree with me or you're an idiot. Yeah, maybe exactly. maybe these issues. Now listen, 
we're listen. We're 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 Christians. We are a theologically conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that truth matters. Mm-hmm. But maybe all of these debates deserve a level of thinking that a Willy Wonka photo and a few sentences can convey. That's right. Uh, 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 maybe this maybe this issue requires more thinking than a picture of Kermit the Frog drinking tea. Yeah, or the astronaut trying to figure out what button he's going to push. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, for it, sure. it is absurd, and yet, and yet, this this way of thinking, uh, you see this this meme thinking, this false dichotomy, ideology coming in and affecting the way that we even talk about politics. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that on political issues, there's not a right one and a wrong one, but we, we just are so snarky and so disdain people who hold a view different than our own. Uh, and, and social media has not made it better. And, and entertain this idea. There could be, people in your congregation, people that have come to your church, people that are visiting your church that aren't Christians yet. And so they don't see things the way you do. They haven't been discipled to think scripturally about things. They haven't spent time reading the word and helping the word, you know, transform their and renew their mind as uh, Paul says in Romans 12. Um, So, they may say some things that you can look at and go, mm, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's actually not okay. Um, in the same way that we would lose our mind if a, if a adult was just like screaming at a toddler in the middle of Walmart, right? Maybe, maybe don't comment. That's right. right. May- and, and here's another thing. You don't always have to correct the person. Let instead trust the spirit, rely on the spirit, not just in your life, but in the life of the other person that the, the spirit's going to going to um, work in that person's life. Now, are there times and occasions where like, you know, Priscilla and Aquila did with Apollos, where you, you got to pull somebody to the side and go, Hey, Love you. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. You know where you don't do that? Social media. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't right. have doesn't have it all. And I would also say, as, as we're thinking through what to get shared on Facebook, and this kind of almost rolls into the fifth question, um, but I think it's it's uh, relevant here. Um, two things. One, if you have a problem with something going on in your church, for the love, please don't post about it on Facebook. Well, that brings us that brings us to question number five. But and so I'm going to come. I'm going to circle back to that. But let me just say sure. this: sure. Um, when we said uh, in response to questions three and four, mm-hmm. don't share anything, don't post, share like uh, things that you know go against the teachings of the of, your, of the Bible. You might say, that sounds like a hassle. I mean, what if I want to share something, but I don't actually know if it's a biblically sound thing to post? What if I mm. what if I, I see something, it resonates with me, but I don't know, is this actually a violation of what my church teaches? Um, then what do I do? Well, then you don't post it. 
then you don't post it. You shoot a screenshot it, send it to send it to your pastor or an elder and say, "Hey, what do you think of this?" That's and right. that would be a, that would be a wonderful thing. Nothing as we said last week, nothing bad happens when you don't post. That's right. <laughs> say it again. Nothing nothing actually nothing happens when you don't post. And that's actually sometimes a good thing. Um, you know, Proverbs talks about you don't you don't answer a fool in their their folly, right? Um, sometimes sometimes saying nothing is actually actually really good. The the second thing I was gonna say to that point though, um, not only do you if you have a problem, don't post it on Facebook, be mindful of the fact that the things that you post on Facebook, um at other people are watching, other people in your town, people who may not be going to church anywhere right now because maybe they are in between churches, maybe they left churches, maybe they're deconstructing, whatever the reason is. Yeah, I mean, in our town, we just got done doing a demographics report. 34% of our town identifies as non-religious. There's probably some stories there, if I had to guess. At the one t- point in time, they may have been religious. Um Understand, even if you're posting about the church universal that you're frustrated about or the church that you grew up in that isn't like the church you're in now, people don't know that. And you're probably not going to go into the detail and explanation to explain your your thoughts thoroughly. You're just going to post the thought, meme, snark, whatever article that you saw that answers the thing that you're feeling in that moment. And now people go, Oh, I know Scott goes to Hope Church. Is he really? Are they like that at Hope Church? That's right. That's maybe right. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't. Shouldn't go. Are, are Christians like that? I was starting to at least explore that, but mm, I think I'm out. Right. And yeah. and you didn't you didn't mean that at all. But you're just posting frustrations out into thin air for people to to see. Um, and now you've done damage to the church. That's exactly right. Well, you mentioned a second ago, Gage, um, if you have a problem with your church, don't post it on on social media. That's actually what uh, question number five uh, gets to. It says, do you submit yourself to the government and discipline of the church and promise to study uh, its purity and peace? Now, that there's a lot there's a lot of. 50 cent words there uh, mm. that that need a little unpacking because it's just it's a sentence that's phrased kind of funny. Um, first of all, what does it mean with the discipline of the church? We we typically think of discipline. We think of church discipline. We think discipline is the thing that that kicks in when I break a rule. Oh, you did something you're not supposed to do. Here comes some discipline. But right. as long as you're as long as you're following all the rules, no need for discipline. That's not true at all. At all. Um, discipline is where we get the word disciple. We are, if we're disciples of Jesus, then we are all under, in that sense, we are all always under church discipline. And yeah. when I join a church, I am promising that my discipleship is going to flow through this church. This church is the means by which I am being discipled. That's right. And so um, that means in that sense, every yes, there is church discipline. If we find out that Gage is cooking meth and selling it behind the Circle K. <laughs> I, um, I, we, I am Heisenberg. Yes. We're, we're not going to ignore that and just say, hey, well, you know, he always conducts himself fine when he's here at church. He he's tithes pretty- off the meth, meth money. I don't understand. Yeah. 
no, we're going to, we're going to address that. That's going to, that is going to be a church discipline case. Um, but when it says the government and discipline, that seems to suggest and, and does suggest that our church has a polity or structure of elders and deacons that have been nominated and elected by the church that are, that, that God has put over the, the shepherding and, and, and conducting of the business of the church. And so That's right. when I'm submitting myself to the government and discipline of the church, I, and I promise to, to study its purity and peace, that means that if I have a problem, a concern, a question about how things are going here at the church, I disagree with the decision that was made. I think that I've got some suspicions about this or that. If that is the case, then I'm promising to come to gauge, come to the elders there, and to use to say the language of our constitution, redress my grievances. That's right. Instead of starting an I hate F First Presbyterian Church Dyersburg Facebook page and invite everybody to join it. <laughs> right. That would be schismatic. Yes. Schismatic. And so um we are we are asking people to promise as they join that they will pursue the purity and peace of the church and submit themselves to its government, to the way that it, it has said that we conduct ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot we could get into and we have in other episodes. We're not going to get too far in the weeds on Presbyterian church government, but let me say this while we kind of all as a society joke that they're listening to our phones and devices, right? And we can no, neither confirm nor deny that that's true. We just know that we say something and all of a sudden an ad shows up. You know, you know what this, this question isn't saying? It doesn't mean I'm going to hawk your social media and, and have to critique and talk to you about everything that you post all the time. I don't have time to do that, especially if I'm trying to shepherd people well and study and, and administer the word correctly. I don't have time to, to do that. However, um, I will say it does mean that we're going to ask you as a church member to not be divisive, to not sow discord and bitterness and hatred, either through text or social media or otherwise, um, because you're, you're disgruntled. We are going to ask you to go through the proper channels. Hey, pastor, I got a, got a, got a question. Hey, pastor, I got a concern. Hey, I don't understand why we did this, right? So if you recognize that you're a sinner, recognize that you need Jesus, recognize that the, he's given you the spirit and you need to rely on the spirit to work on, on, on you and in your heart. And then if you promise to that you're going to support the church in its worship and work to the best of your ability, what you're not going to do is run roughshod and, and go out and just sow bitterness and discord. Um, so hopefully that, that kind of wraps these five questions. Scott, I appreciate you write, writing this article. We'll, of course, post the article um, in our show notes as, as well. Maybe this, Scott, gave, give people some, some uh, filters or some kind of a, a, a guiding um, rubric to think through as, as you're engaged on social media. Is, is that our intent? Yeah, that's our intent as well. Is uh, as we say, in, as I say in the article, hey, there's a lot of uh, easy, clear uh, wisdom in the Bible about parenting. There's a lot of clear wisdom in the Bible about marriage, um, 
However, there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible about how I conduct myself in the local church. But Bible's 2,000 years old. Nothing in there about Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or Instagram or whatever the new one is that I don't know about. Um, and and yet we we ought to think through how we how we draw wisdom because the mm-hmm. Bible does give us wisdom. How we draw wisdom uh, from the Bible about how we how we speak about this. We hope this has been helpful to you. If it has been helpful, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, share this with a friend. Uh, rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That always helps us. Uh, and if we if you have any more questions, you can contact us at what's the email address, Gage? Contact at assuranceofpardon.com. Wonderful. Uh, and and listen, there's just like what we talked about today, there's there's nuance even in this conversation. And we want to acknowledge that. So if you have questions or you're like, well, what about this? Hey, we'd love to dialogue with you. So you can always hit us up uh, either through that email or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we promise not to, to meme you in front of everybody or post your question in, a, in, a, in, in the uh, stratosphere in a snarky way. But uh, we'd love to dialogue with you, at least in the direct messages. Uh, and until next time, this is Assurance Department. God bless.